For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a brand new podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word, only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she or it may be to them. Joining me straight out of the Eternal Elevator is Samantha Baines. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Uh, now, before you can submit your questions to God, we need to fill out a bit of a heavenly profile. So I just need a few details. Your full name? Samantha Louise Baines. And your occupation? Mm, author, actress, comedian, radio presenter. Oh. Have I gone off the form? No, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's good. It's nice to have many. Uh, and any notable achievements? Well, I was thinking about this and I have actually saved someone's life. No. Which I feel like God would want to know, right? That would help. I mean, I want to know, let alone God. Um, it was it was recently because I have um, a hearing aid and hearing loss and I talk about, and I'm an ambassador for um, Action on Hearing Loss in the British Tinnitus Association. Mm. So I talk about my tinnitus and hearing loss openly and like signs and, and symptoms and encourage people to go for tests. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about it on my Instagram and um, one of my followers had a pulsing in her ear and she thought that maybe was tinnitus because I was talking about the fact that I have different types. It's not just a high-pitched beep yeah. or ringing noise. Um, so she went to have a hearing test and it was her hearing was fine, um, but they were worried about this pulsing noise. So they sent her to a neurologist and she had... Um, an issue in her brain. It's called a fistula, I think, um, which is often goes unnoticed and is only noticed no. when you have a stroke or die. Um, so she had um, brain surgery to have it removed and now she's fine. And she messaged me on Instagram no. to say, you may have saved my life. No one else needs to answer the notable question anymore. <laughs> notable achievements are done for this podcast. You have won the notable achievements, right? Through Ryan. Instagram as well. I know, right? <laughs> Who says social media causes harm? You've literally saved a life. And you were in The Crown? Yes. Period drama. Massive. I, I did loads of period dramas for a while. But now I've got my nose pierced and some tattoos, so I don't know if they'll oh, have right. me back. No. But yeah, it was, su it was super fun. How are you feeling about this? Do you think about death lots? Well, I don't think about death lots, but I have had quite a bit of death in my life okay. so um in the last sort of three years well in the space of a year both my grands died within six months of each other and then my dad died wow so that sort of forced me to talk about death mm. and think about death and um and i did a brilliant podcast called the grief cast mm, love that. Uh, with carrie Ann lloyd um talking about my dad's death and 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 strangely you know when you start talking about stuff like this loads of people get in contact with you mm. um about your story and them having a similar story so i th i think it is something we need to talk about more and mm. i think that's why that podcast is brilliant yeah, it is. and strangely it is coming up to the three-year anniversary of my dad's death like mm. next week so i've been thinking about it more recently mm. Yeah, I think it, it, people talk about it coming in waves, but actually some of those things, aren't they? Like the anniversaries, birthdays, yeah. Christmas, those things that remind you of the loss, they're quite 
Yeah, they always pop around, don't they? Yeah, and you think you're sort of dealing with it and you're thinking about lovely memories with them mm. instead of just crying all the time. Mm. And then something like, yeah, their birthday or anniversary mm. will come up. And I saw something, my dad had a lung disease. So I saw someone the other day walking down the street with, with an oxygen canister mm. on, which is what my dad had before he mm. died. And I literally just cried. Mm. Just in, I think I was in Piccadilly Circus. Wow. Um, and and it's three years on, so yeah. I thought I was past random moments of crying yeah. in public. But no, no. Yeah. Still into that. Well, you mentioned the grief cast. It is an absolutely beautiful podcast. We do death a little bit differently here because we have a spinning wheel of death. So I need to find out what brought you to the eternal elevator. Is oh, that all right? Wow. I'm excited. Would you like to know what brought you here? So we're going to spin the spinning wheel of death. So there's some options. You might have fallen off or eaten by. I hope I don't drown. That would be the worst one. No, I tend to... I mean, I'll let you into some of the behind the scenes here. We tend not to have anything too real. Okay, It, it, it would certainly change the podcast. <gasps> you fell off Mr. Blobby on BBC News 24. That's incredible. So much to talk Why about. Why was I on Mr. Blobby? I mean, that's my question to you. <laughs> like, what's the... Well, he's a very attractive... He is. Charismatic. stroke, character <laughs> stroke... <laughs> person in a suit um and uh i think i think actually it's all coming back to me now he'd come to see magic Mike live mr okay. bobby and he wanted some sexy dancing lessons okay so i'm currently in magic Mike live yes that's why that's relevant. like like uh, david morgan who was on a couple of weeks yes ago. we we see each other every day um and he's lovely and i love it he saves me from everything um <laughs> but yes uh so i was teaching mr blobby some sexy dance moves on bbc news 24 yeah because mm. they asked um mm. there's not a lot going on in the world so this yeah. every day is a slow news day right so you want blobby <laughs> on learning to magic mike oh this isn't slow news this yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a trending story <laughs> waiting to happen so i was straddling mr blobby yeah. at the time yeah and we were filming on um, and BBC News. They film, you know, around the studio. Yeah. So they'd given us a bit more space. So we were filming on a sort of balcony. Okay. And um, I got a bit too excited in straddling Mr. Blobby and sort You're of... You're only human. Yeah, climbed up him mm. to get closer to the googly eyes. Mm. So mesmerising. And then I fell off him and the balcony ah. and, and fell to my death. And they were actually filming a different news report um, downstairs. Oh, so my death was caught on camera. Wow. Yeah, that is a way to go. Yeah, like no one's gonna say, you know, it's not a story. Well, exactly. Right. I, I, I always wanted my death to be in the news. It, um, literally twice. Yeah, and you know that BAFTA <laughs> moment or those award ceremonies when they have like the yes. people who passed away. Yeah, like that was always a dream. So now they can show the clip of me yeah. falling to my death in the background. You're kind of your black background, black and white images straddling Mr. Blobby with yeah. your name underneath. Yeah. With with romantic like music, mm. like I said, we do death a bit differently here, so it's a uh, it's a strong start. <laughs> I bet God's really pleased with me. Mm. <laughs> Let's get into your questions. What's your first question for God? My first question is, what is the meaning of life? Okay, so you've gone big. You've gone yeah. big with the first one. I was worried that like everyone had asked this question because to me this is like the most straightforward mm. question. Like let's let's sort it all out. Okay. What's the point of it all? Mm. When you do this, when you think about who God is, what are you imagining? 
I'm not sure. So I was a lot like David Morgan. I was brought up Catholic um, and my family are Irish. So in that tradition, God is a white man. Mm. Um, But actually, now I don't follow the Catholic religion. So I more see God as like a genderless floating cloud thing mm. with consciousness mm. okay sort of more of a kind of a presence yeah yeah um but also i wouldn't say if someone said to me do you believe in god i wouldn't say yes and i wouldn't say no okay so i i definitely believe in something else yeah i believe that there's got to be meaning to this otherwise <laughs> whoa um but i wouldn't say that there's one you know it's just an extension of the patriarchy, isn't it? I don't think there's one man in control of everything we mm. do because that would be so upsetting <laughs> to my life. Um, and and it means that we women will never get anywhere. But um, yeah, I think there, there must be something else, but not necessarily like, like one thing mm. controlling everything we do. It's like, you know, when you have, like weirdly, like last night I was on Instagram and- Saving lives. Saving one at a lives. Time. Yep. Um, no, no one was liking one of my pictures. And I was like, oh, it's a really good picture. And I was like upset about it. Mm. And then, um, And then it's like, you know, when you take a step back and yeah. you realize that is the most ridiculous worry in the world that no one is liking a photo on my Instagram when, you know, you take a step back and you realise that there's so many other things to worry about. And I feel like if we kept taking a step back, you know, that's what, what, to me, whatever this God thing is, has the, like, ultimate step back. Yeah, so it's more about perspective. Yeah. Because that's interesting, because I guess what you're doing whenever, because we all do this, that, you know, everyone is who's in any way connected to anything. You put something up or you ask a question or you do something or you put out a podcast and you go, I really hope people engage with it. I hope they like it. I hope they listen. I guess there is a challenge when that becomes your meaning. Like, Mm. I'm only worth something if other people acknowledge it or kind of respond to it. So I guess by stepping back from that, that might be about a greater meaning. Yeah. So I feel like this God entity must have a picture of a greater meaning. Mm. I looked up some of the philosophy of the meaning of life. Do you want to hear some thoughts? Yes, please. Um, So obviously 42 is the most famous Mm -hmm. uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Um, What do we think that is? Because it was a super calculation from the supercomputer. And the idea from from memory is that the idea was that it's the that basically it's to point out you're asking the wrong question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There can't be an answer to that question. So even the greatest computer in the world could only come up with an answer. And actually that question might not have an answer. But there's loads of like fan theories, aren't there, about what mm. 42 actually means. Mm. Maybe it's age 42. That's what I always oh. thought. So you, got you should just die. At 42. Be killed off. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people believe it's to realise one's potential and ideals. To achieve biological perfection. Oh, wow. That's a bit like... Maybe that's what you were attempting to do with Blobby. <laughs> achieve biological yeah, yeah. perfection that's a little bit like cloning and like altering right. that's too I don't like that that's uh, to seek wisdom and knowledge to do good to do the right thing uh, to love to feel to enjoy the act of living to have power to be better some people say life has no meaning that's so sad it is though, isn't, isn't it? it I think that is I, I can't get on board with that one no meaning yeah there's something just like like no matter what you believe in like it can't be that 
That's so sad. Um, I want to read one more to you, which I really liked, uh, which is from Monty Python's Meaning of Life. And right at the end, it says, well, it's nothing very special. Try to be nice to people. Avoid eating fat. Read a good book every now and then. Get some walking in and try to live together in peace and harmony with people of all creeds and nations. That's nice. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. What did, What was the second one about being fat? Avoid eating fat. Eating fat? Yeah. Oh, no, but that's the... It's I know. tasty. I know. Even when you get a good one, you're going to disagree with something, aren't you? You can't be. You can't. No one's going to absolutely nail <laughs> That's it. That's such a weird, like, nutritional moment. I know. In the it was, rest wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Lovely. It feels like on that moment, someone just wrote something. It's like someone was on a, You know when your mate's on a fad diet? Yeah. It's all they can talk about. It's like at that point, please, or someone was just like, guys, don't forget the fat thing. I'm really into not eating like, fat thing okay, this week. Okay, well, put it Fine, in. It's in. It's in. <laughs> what if it turned out the meaning of life wasn't something that you had been part of or believed in or uh, had had any part in? I'd still be interested. Mm. I'd feel annoyed. I'd want to redo it. Because, mm. you know, maybe reincarnation is an option. I don't know. Mm. Um, I'd want to have another go if I missed it. It's like a computer game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I'd still I'd still want to know. Mm. I like facts. Okay. So you go to God and you say, what's the meaning of life? God gives you the answer. And then at that point, I guess there's either a sense of I'm satisfied with that or maybe you ask for another chance. I think I'd never be satisfied with whatever it was. Um, But I'd be interested to know, you know, what they thought. And then, yeah, if I was if it was niggling at me that I'd completely missed out on it, I'd be like, can I have another go? So your second question. Are there aliens and what are they like? Oh, no, you've written a book. Yes, about aliens. About aliens. <laughs> um, well, about a little girl with a hearing aid whose hearing aid translates alien languages and she discovers that when she finds an alien under her bed. Ah. And then she joins an intergalactic agency with her gran and they have to protect the Earth from aliens. So, in I mean, I smell a franchise. I mean, I immediately think <laughs> there's it. not just one book coming here, is there? I mean, I've got it already. I mean, maybe there's another <laughs> one in the pipeline. Um, but yeah, so I love, I love, I've always been so interested with space and science and astronauts and going to space. Mm. I think I'd be rubbish at being an astronaut. Oh, really? Which is sad. Um, yeah, it's really difficult. And also during astronaut training, you have to go underwater. And oh. because it mimics how it feels to be weightless and I hate being underwater. Okay, yeah, that's no, not um, for you. So it's not for me. But I'm really I'm really interested in it. And so my children's book is just me kind of coming up with crazy ideas for weird aliens like um there's a planet autumn which has squirrels with one eye living on it who always wear a light. One big eye? Just one big eye, yeah. And they always wear a scarf and a light jacket just in case. (laughs) Um, So I've just had fun with coming up with loads of planets. Um, But I think, like, Brian Cox always talks about, he has all the facts and figures, but the fact that our our planet can sustain life Mm. in this huge galaxy and we haven't discovered any other planets that can do that and that we have um, evolved into intelligent human beings, or we think intelligent human beings (laughs) that are like, you know, inventing new technologies. Mm. And I think that the chances of there being nothing else like us in this huge universe that is constantly expanding. Mm. And, you know, our galaxy, 
the Milky Way. Like we're just on one arm of our galaxy and our whole galaxy is the Milky Way. And then there's so many other galaxies. Mm -hmm. Like it's huge. If you think about it, it makes you feel tiny and insignificant. Mm. And it's it's kind of horrible to think about sometimes. Um, There must be another planet somewhere Mm. that can stain some sort of other form of life. And this is a really, uh, the thing I didn't know about this is that um, this goes all the way back to like the 16th century. Like people back then suddenly went, well, if our if our planet is like this, then there must be more. It's like it's always been, it's sort of such a long, because I think we have this idea that's kind of the idea of aliens came around with science fiction, but that isn't true. It's like hundreds of years old, the mm. idea that there must be something else out there. Well, I think it's also that thing when you're searching for meaning, isn't it? Yes. You're thinking, is there anyone else like us? Yes. Are we... Have we evolved into the best thing or is there something better yeah. than us? Or that idea that there can only be us. That was what, that's what makes us special in an, in an infinitesimal solar system. We're the special ones. Yeah. There's or something about that. we're lonely. Yeah. Because it's only us in this yeah. huge universe. Like, yeah. What are we going to do? Have you ever had a kind of a, an alien experience? That isn't what kind of started this. Is it you weren't, there was not blinding light? I was there. abducted. Okay, no, I good. Wasn't. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> I've, never had, I've never had an alien experience, but I, I was always really interested in those, you know, like UFO stories yes. and crop circles. Yes. And like when I was younger and I always watched all those programs, um, you know, about like conspiracy. Oh, like unsolved mysteries and yeah, all of that. Yeah, I yeah, always yeah. loved that. Um and, you know, some people, you know, still believe that the Earth is flat and mm. um, that the moon landing never happened. And I find all of that really, I don't believe those things, but I find all of that really interesting. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'd just like to know, I think there must be something else out there. Mm. Um, but why haven't they found us? So, or maybe they have, or maybe yes. they're at a different level of their evolution and they haven't you know, worked out the technology to find us. So I think that would just be really interesting. So I'd like to hear about that. Because Hawking said, didn't he? He said years ago now that we actually probably don't want to know. Because actually if there are other species out there, they could end up doing to us what we did to a lot of the world, yeah. which is just sort of appearing and colonising and not making it work out very well. And we've made so many, like, breeds of animals extinct and species yeah. extinct. And like the, the idea the that planet. another race of kind of intergalactic species could do that to us or take us over and rule us yeah yeah I'd, but but then you see i'd be dead so i wouldn't officially physically i am dead sorry yes. so i'm not officially like physically on earth anymore True. so i'm fine with finding out now you now that you're no longer on earth yeah. you're happy to know i'm well, not going to be conquered so in your book i wasn't conquered by mr blobby and i'm <laughs> not going to be conquered by an alien <laughs> that was the balcony got you um the uh the book you've written then so you talked about getting to invent a whole bunch of different aliens was there a kind of inspiration for that or did you just allow your kind of mind to go wild I sort of went wild and that's what's amazing about writing for kids Mm. is they just go with you on this journey and Mm. you can come up with you know I try sometimes I try to sort of satirize real life and actually you know it didn't go in the book but I wrote a planet tar because I hate smoking. So about, about planet Tar with these aliens that have lungs on the outside of their bodies and then they just wade through oh, no. tar all day. That was your Monty Python moment. You got yeah. your bit in. It's like, do the non-fat and the smoking thing. Come on, lads, get it in there. Um, and that didn't make it into the children's okay. book. But um, yeah, I feel like when I was trying to do something with it, it didn't always, it didn't work as well as when I just came up with, 
just crazy ideas like the munchers who are a race of aliens that eat things so there's like sock muncher lipstick muncher knicker muncher so so basically anytime you know you've lost a sock yeah that was sock muncher eating it because so they find it me. tasty yeah. so sock munch is actually nice but all the other munchers are, are like mean and they just want to eat all of the items okay. and then they leave planets like covered in ash with nothing left oh wow so that so the the book is all about harriet trying to stop that from happening on earth no matter how kind of far down that line of conspiracy or theory everybody believe you don't believe whatever it is I think deep down all of us secretly think there's got to be another there's got to be another something out there right there does I watched that film Arrival oh I haven't seen it oh it's really good so this this um, spaceship comes down on earth and then they have to work out how to communicate with Mm. these aliens and they actually if you look at scientific images of bacteria which are like um so there's like one long spike um, vertically and then it's almost like a hand at the bottom. Oh, yeah. So lots yeah. of little spikes. That's what bacteria looks like under a microscope. That's what the aliens in Arrival look like. Ooh. And then they're trying to communicate with these um, aliens who who end up communicating in a very different way. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. But, you know, stuff like that is so interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, what I think would I'm, we do? I'm, I'm way more down for the one-eyed squirrel in the sock muncher. <laughs> that sounds way more fun to me. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Moving on, let's have your final question, please. My final question is, what's my biggest sin? Oh. Now, do you know, what's really interesting is uh, we haven't really covered sin on this podcast at all, considering what it's about, but sin hasn't massively come up. So, um, Sin is a daily thing in my life because I was brought up Catholic. I have an Irish family. So, like, sins are, like, drilled into you when you're younger. Also, if you do the Slimming World diet, other diets are available. Mm. They call, like naughty things that you eat sins S-Y-N. but with a Y yeah S-Y-N just oh it's yeah. not Catholic yeah. we promise yeah. <laughs> um, 
So it's so it sins find me wherever I am, and that's mm. and that's how I grew up of telling like right from wrong is is it a sin? Mm. But as someone now who doesn't then kind of identify as um, practicing as a Roman Catholic or practicing in any religion, what role then does the does the term sin have? Well, I think you know we know that there's good things that you can do in the world mm. and we know that there's bad things and when you grow up you realize that there's also some things that are sort of in the middle a bit blurry around the edges um but we know you know things like murder is mm. a bad thing and that's you know one of the 10 commandments mm. do not murder um and then we know like you know saving someone's life oh look look what you did there I brought it right back around to yourself look, i did that one time guys remember <laughs> <laughs> that thing I've already talked about doing, <laughs> writing children's books. I also have on my list here of excellent things. That's yeah, a good yeah, thing yeah, yeah, to yeah. Do. Changing people's lives, yeah. one alien at a time. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think I think there are still consequences to sins because you know you like get arrested if you do something yeah. bad or you feel guilt yeah. and you and a lot of time you want like forgiveness if you feel that you've done something bad you know if you've like hurt a friend's feelings mm. um whether intentionally or unintentionally you know you always feel like you then want to go and talk it through with that friend and and mm. make sure they're okay and sort of get their forgiveness for mm. what you did and move on from it so i think that that is a sort of an example of sins in everyday life so what would you not want god to point out or say were your worst ones i don't know really. I, I guess when you go through your life we all do bad stuff or stupid things or things that you regret and i try not to focus on those things mm. but then obviously deep down i still have this like catholic guilt mentality which is why I thought of this question. <laughs> also, I was discussing this with David Morgan about this podcast. Mm. And his questions were all like really like almost philosophical about like the meaning of everything and what, you know, the intricacies. And initially when um, I thought of my three questions, they were all very focused on me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, I'm a very selfish human being. <laughs> so I actually even edited my questions for this podcast. Oh, wow. So they weren't all about me. So is that a sin? Because I'm trying to appear more selfless <laughs> than I actually am. Because really, I just wanted to be like, I'm great, aren't I, God? I think That's we're all question. trying to appear more selfless than we really are. That's all right. I think everyone in this room would be guilty of that one. Yeah, so... Um, so I don't I don't know what I'd want him. I guess I'd I'd want I'd want him she it they to not pick something that I've forgotten about. Oh okay, yeah. So that I haven't dismissed my biggest sin or forgotten about it and it not had an impact on my life that I just committed this awful sin and then just carried on and didn't do anything about it. So you want it to be something you still sort of semi carry? Yeah, I guess. Or that I've like worked to, you know, improve. Yeah. Upon. Yeah. You you don't you don't want it to be something you didn't realize was a problem in the first place. Yeah. Like so I I'd I'd like them to say it was something that I was like aware of that mm. was bad and then and then because I knew about it for my whole life, mm. that I've taken steps to almost like readdress the balance. Are there things in your life or in your character that you've, you can sort of point to that you've gone, I recognize that was something that wasn't good about me and I've, I've tried to do that? Yes. 
Yeah, I think when I was younger, oh, I was so mean to my sister when I was younger. I have a little sister. She's four years younger than me. I was so horrible. I was the first child, like, in the whole family. So I got all the attention. Again, maybe links to what I do now. Um <laughs> And she came along and everyone was like cooing over this really cute baby. Mm. And I hated her. And I did awful things when I was younger. Like I pushed her off the top bunk bed. No. Quite a big sin. I mean, this explains the fall off the balcony. I mean, yeah. if, if there is a karma, you've just hit it. Maybe that will balance things mm. out. Um, but she was she was fine. She was not injured in any way. And actually, I think I helped her resilience. <laughs> At the time, I was six. So, um, And also, I... I wanted my mum to realise how awful she was. So when she was like in nappies, I sat her in the middle of my mum's favourite carpet, which we called the Chinese carpet because it had a Chinese design on it. But like we always had to take our shoes off. Like it was a really expensive carpet. Um, So I sat my sister in the middle of it and I covered it with cream. I went in the bathroom, got like eczema cream, covered the carpet in cream and then like stuck like... um, Q-tips. What do we call them in the oh, UK? Oh, like cotton buds. Cotton buds. Yeah. I was suddenly yeah. went American. Yeah. Um, cotton buds in it. And then I also got like some pills out of the cupboard and like scattered them around and like put, and then I put my sister's hand, like I was a very intelligent six-year-old, put my sister's hand like in the cream so it looked like she'd smeared it. Wow. And then like gave her some pills in her hand just to hold. Um, so it looked like she'd scattered them. Also, this, you're both covering your mouths like you're appalled at me. <laughs> You asked me what my sins were. Um, carry on. Um, I mean, I'm... <laughs> and even the producer is like, oh, my oh God. I, honestly, for the first time in the whole series, I wish you could see producer Joel and what he's doing right now next to us. It's remarkable, his face. You both look really shocked. I love it. Um, I have spoken about this publicly before, so it's fine. Mm. Um, so my sister will be fine with it. But So I did all of this. And, and what I didn't realise, obviously, is I had to climb on the toilet to get to this cupboard mm. to get everything out, which obviously my sister, who was like crawling and unable to stand, wouldn't have been able to do. Anyway, so I spread all this stuff, sat her in the middle of the carpet so that my mum would be like, oh, my God, she's ruined my favourite carpet. I hate her. I'm going to send her away. That was the idea. So then I hid in my room and waited for my mum to find her, and she didn't for like five minutes, and I was bored. So I shouted mom look what emily's done and then my mom came up but she was more worried because my sister was basically munching on one of the pills that i'd given her and then they were really worried that i'd like poisoned her but it was just herbal so it's fine so again i helped her be more robust yeah you worked on her kind of digestive and system and yeah, yeah. You've, you've helped her inoc- it was almost an inoculation and actually i don't remember the carpet after that so i don't know if they had to get rid of the carpet or wow. we still had it and I don't really remember getting in that much trouble. I must have at the time. Yeah. Because they knew it was me. Yeah. But I think that they were more about like, why is this happening? Yeah. So anyway, I, so I knew how horrible to my sister I was when I was younger. So I have made a conscious effort when I'm older to like, and we're really good friends now and we yeah. like do stuff together and yeah. get on well. So like things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. So if 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 there was something, am I still in heaven? Oh yeah, yeah, not for long. Uh, yeah, there's. A... <laughs> Thankfully, I don't. I mean, I never get to choose. That's what we always say. That's the beauty of it. No one gets to choose. Okay. Um, you're here. You ask God the question. Is there something you think that? Because I always, I always, for me, one of the things I love about this podcast is that there's often something that people go, "Oh man, I really hope God wouldn't answer that." Is there a specific thing other than just something you haven't thought about that God could say that you'd be like, oh, "I'm gutted." That my biggest sin was. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there's several. I think probably 
I think probably my striving to have a positive effect on people's lives, which is like my main thing that I do. Mm. If he flipped that, you know, and said that that was a sin because I was too concerned with me or something mm. in that, then I would be gutted because that's what I always try and do. Mm. Yeah. And I'd ask for another go again. Has, another any, has anyone done this before? <laughs> no I want one, another go. Yeah, no one's asked for this many reboots, but I like it. It's a new feature we're going to make at the end of every show is the reboot. Um, I'm very competitive <laughs> and goal-orientated. You'll be back on series two. Three more questions, <laughs> yeah. even better. I've already won the notable achievement round. I'm coming back for question of the series. Yeah. Sam, it has been really lovely having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, time's up, but it's almost uh, time to send you back to land of living. But I need to ask you one more question. Is there anything you think God would want to ask you? Oh, my God. I think he'd want ask for a free copy of my book. <laughs> Signed. Can, can he have one? No. Okay. You don't get many author copies. He needs to buy one. He's got... You know, he again, they have a lot of access to money. So okay. he can just sort of magic one up. It's also saved me asking my next question as well, actually. <laughs> so that's good. I will sign it. <laughs> uh, that is it for this episode. The good news is Mr. Blobby's actually a fully trained member of St. John Ambulance. So he came down, performed CPR in his terrifying way, uh, and the news was able to carry on and you were brought back to life. <gasps> and now we're together. Yeah, obviously. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that really is heaven. Thanks. Uh, listen, thank you again. I'll be back next time to kill off another guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 